Bible begins to teach us how that he, um, the Lord had, admitted, had, had blessed him because of him overcoming, forgiving. And so we've been teaching now toward the end of that how the Bible says that he was a blessing and his, his vines were overflowing and growing because of, of, of his stance in the word of God and his planning. So we've been dealing with being planted in the house of God, flourishing in the house of God, and uh, talking to you concerning uh, the, those scriptures. And so we, we'd like to talk about that again today from Psalms chapter 92 as we got into that. We just touched it. Uh, Psalms 92 and verse number 13 and 14 will be there. Psalms 92, 13 and 14. And then we'll be dealing with some more scriptures concerning that. Uh, in, in, in the Bible, that the Bible teaches us being rooted in Christ, settled in Christ, being the planning of the Lord. And so we want to get into that today. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 92 in verse number 13, Psalms 92 in verse number 13. Amen. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of of our God, they shall spring for they shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to shew that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Let's go back to, to verse number 12. We'll read verse number 12 as well in that the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon let's read that in the amplified if you don't mind in the amplified I do uh, uh, verse number 12 through 14 the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree be long-lived stately upright useful and fruitful they shall grow like cedar like a cedar in lebanon majestic stable durable incorruptible somebody ought to say yes lord i want that in my life verse number 12 again let's read that together out loud i want you to get this i've just touched this and, and are brushing through this and, and haven't got to get in this yet as much as I wanted to, but it's so much stirred my heart. The uncompromisingly righteous, say it with me, the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, being long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. They shall be longly of longevity, stately, that means looked up to, influential, upright. I love this one, useful. I don't know about you, but in my life, one of the greatest longings is I want to be useful. I, I want to be used. I want to be useful to people. I want to be useful to my family. I want to be useful to every avenue in my life that I could be useful, but especially to the Lord. I want you to use me. That old song says, Jesus, use me. And, oh, Lord, don't refuse me. Surely there's a work. How many remember that old song that I can do? Even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. I want to be useful, upright, and fruitful. They shall grow like cedar in Lebanon. That, that, that word has got a hold of our hearts in the last uh, few weeks. Cedars in Lebanon, majestic. When the Bible begins to teach us all throughout the Bible, the cedars of Lebanon being used to be the building in the house of the Lord, but also planted. And we are, we are likened unto the cedars of Lebanon. Those majestic, stable, durable, incorruptible. 
Why does the enemy want us to be constantly offended, constantly distrusting, constantly wrestling with our friendships, our relationships, our homes, our lives? Why does the enemy attack our homes from just constantly bombarding us? Why is the entire culture that we live in today anti-home, anti-family? Everything that God intended the home to be, the culture that we live in, the music, the TV, the movies, everything, the media, everything is bombarding the foundation of the home. Why? Because it wants to be completely anti what God has destined it to be in rebellion and rejection of God's will, rejection of God's word, because he doesn't want us to be that foundation, to be that rooted, to have something that is steadfast, unmovable, and we're able, amen, to take that stand. He bombards it because it grows us, number one, but number two, the, those that are coming after us can have something to lean on, something to depend on, something to trust in. And so we are constantly, that's why the Bible tells we are plagued in the last day with offense. We are plagued. In my teaching on this this year, and if you know that I've been traveling quite a bit uh, more, a little more seemed like in the last few a couple of months than I have in a while, and uh, it just seemed to happen that way, and I, I've turned away some, some meetings as well. But uh, one of the things people are, are, are needing more than ever to hear and understand because it is the plague of the last day, being offended, being bitter, being hurt. But even in that, me teaching this and preaching this to you sitting here under this, amen, we wrestle, continue. It's a bombardment. It's never every time we walk out the door, something. That's why the Bible said it's so easy to be. And the reason why is, and that's where we are piggybacking from that, uh, on the fact that the enemy doesn't want me to become rooted. He doesn't want me rooted in, in, in relationship. And it's just like last week when Brother CJ made statement concerning Brother Cohen, that Brother Cohen is, is not just a colleague, and that's one reason why they wanted to get him to come. He has been a friend to me. Because those, if you can say that as you get older in life, that you have true friends in this life, it's a very special thing. If you have true friendships, amen, that can be treasured, that the, 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 those are a treasure. Why? Because everything is fleeting and moving. The enemy's fighting continually. And the reason why God gets glory out of our lives through longevity, consistency, when we become the planning in the house of the Lord, Rooted and grounded, not plugged up. Not everybody say, I, I don't want to be a plotted plant, a, a, a plotted, a, amen, a plant in a pot. I don't want to be a potted plant. I want the Lord to plant me. Yes, in a pot, I'm movable. Yes, it flows. So if I have a tree in my back porch and it's in a pot and it grows nicely, I can move that tree around. If I don't like it here this weekend, I can move it over here. If I don't like it at this part of the pool or whatever your backyard is, I can move it. But that potted plant never reaches its full potential. Even though it's, mo mo it's mobile and you're able to move it around, it is stuck in its growth there. And that's what the enemy would like for us to be. But we cannot reach our full potential as long as, that, as, long as we are that. But God begins to talk to us that the greatest spirituality is being planted in the house of God. Can you say amen? Majestic, stable, durable, that I can come in and see cedars in Lebanon. 22, 23 years now that we have been here, amen, after all of these years now, we are becoming, when we first started this church, we were young, everybody was fresh and new, the lot of lung. That's the reason why we say to elders when they come, man, we just grab you up because we, most churches need young people, we need elders. Why? Because we long to be able to walk in here and see in service in the good times, in the bad times, in the struggling, that we can look and see cedars in Lebanon. I might be going through hell walking in this door, but when I look and see people that's been married for 50 years, 
people that's been married. How, how many of you have ever been struggling in your marriage and then come in and see, amen, an elder's worshiping that's been married for years and it just gives you a sense that everything's going to be okay? Has anybody ever done that? It's just a sense that we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right because all of a sudden you're reminded, look, they're, look they made it. They've weathered the storm. I heard a preacher this morning is getting ready. He made this statement. He said, I, he said, some of you, he said, I celebrate that me and my wife have been married 39 years. He said, there's some of you older heads sitting out there. So well, that's not much. You know, you're, you're just a young whippersnapper concerning. We've been married 50-something years and 60-something years. Amen. But in this culture, you don't see that. And so all of a sudden, you begin to know that. And then you look at, at those that are planted. And it's not just age as much as your spiritual maturity and, and I'm going to tell you in my 30 something years of serving the Lord one of the greatest encouragements that keeps me through these years is, is seeing those that have been planted and, 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 and you see have enough time to see their downfalls, their uprisings and the longevity of their experience with the Lord, that's what's kept me that's one of the reasons why you hear me talk a lot right now that a lot of my foundational people are gone. People that I look to, they're already in heaven. People that, that I look to that had, and I know their experience and, I, and I've seen them, but I've seen them long enough to see that it works. Long enough to see, hey man, how, how, how that, that, them, them being in God, they, they've lasted the storm. That they've weathered through the times of their lives and the seasons of their lives. And they are still here. They are still in the house of God. They're still doing the ministry. I'll never forget one of the first years of our church that we had, we had here. And uh, over on Highway 51. And I had a Brother uh, Collie come from uh, Fort Slake Assembly of God. And... Uh, He's in his 90s now, but he was then, uh, what, well, he would have been in his 70s at that time. And he got up that morning to preach to us. He had retired, and his son has taken over, and I preached for them and, uh, and, and been there in their ministry for several years. And Brother Colley has a, a great, even though he's retired, he preaches every week to the, uh, to the jails, and he goes around to the nursing homes, even though he's retired. And when he came to preach for us, he got up, and, and, and the church was all sitting there. You know, it's, we are new churches, storefront. Everybody's still learning everybody, you know. And I'm sitting there, and he gets up, and he says, Today, in his 70s now, I've pastored 50-something years, and he gets up, and he says, I want to preach today on standing on the promises of God. That statement alone. That statement alone, I began to weep, cry. I got, I said, I, I hollered out. I said, hey, "Amen!" And I become overwhelmingly touched and blessed. And the church is like, "What's going on with Pastor? Why is he so messed up over that?" Because if you're not careful, you, you didn't read or hear what I heard. I didn't just hear I'm preaching on standing on the promises of God. I'm looking at fifty something years of pastoral work. 50-something years. I'm looking at a marriage of almost, uh, uh, almost 60-something years. I'm, I'm looking at, at, at children and grandchildren that he's raised that are pastoring churches. And, 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 and his grandchildren are pastoring churches. Now his great-grandchildren are in ministry. And so when he gets up and he says, I'm preaching on standing on the promises of God. It's not just that statement that he's saying. It's not just his words. It's not just a meme. Everything's a meme today, right? And everything's just something we could post or share on Facebook. But when he said that, it's 50. Every storm he ever faced in his life was talking at that moment. Every season of his life is talking at that moment. And, 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 I, and it's not that if you've been in it, uh, been in it a year, yours ain't, ain't worthy of anything. That's not it. It's the fact that he's got 50-something years of storms and seasons and battles. But when he stood there in that pulpit, he was a cedar in Lebanon. 
that 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 is that that is spectacular. That that is that 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 is stable. That is majestic. That that's the word I was looking for again there. Majestic. And he says, I want to preach on the faithfulness of God. I want to preach on standing on the promises of God. I, and so all of a sudden, if you know humanity and you know life, Amen. It's not been easy. Then begin to talk about how they started their church, and it was under a tent. And, and the sawdust, and he would have to go out there, and it just got worse. And the more he said, the more I cried, and the more messed up I was. I don't know if it's because that's just me. As a child, I, when all the kids at reunions was out there playing with the cousins, I loved to sit at the table and listen to them 70-year-olds talk about the old times. I'd sit there and listen to my, my, my great-grandmother that was still living at that time talk about the old times. I love to sit at my great aunt's, uh, amen, uh, at, at her table, uh, amen, and listen to my granddaddy and listen to all them talk. And that's, that, that was a thing of mine that I just loved because it just it, it, I, I wanted to learn from them because they passed generations. What am I doing? I'm looking at longevity. I'm looking at weather storms, those wrinkles on their face. Amen. Tell a story. Amen. Are you with me today? And so all of a sudden, that's one of the things that the enemy does not want in my life. I was thinking the other day, we don't have many family reunions anymore where people, and I think that's something that the American generations are missing because the foundation has been so many, and there's so much dysfunction in our houses and our homes and our families that we can't even have those like we used to. But used to, it was a thrill of mine. I, how many knows what I'm talking about when I say this? It was a thrill of mine. That family reunion was coming up. It was almost like we was going to Disney World because all of a sudden, not just my first cousins, but my second cousins, my third cousins, I mean, my aunts, my great aunts, all of them are coming in and all of their children are coming in. And all of a sudden, I'm going to get to spend the weekend with people that are my blood and kin to me that I'm going to get to spend for, amen, for a weekend, just for a little time, amen. And we would call, you would call it, you know, whatever family you were. You know, I've seen some have shirts. They call it their name of their family. Why do they enjoy that? Because there's something about stability and a world of unstableness. And that's where the enemy wants us to live. He wants us to have that. He wants us to have, why? Because if we don't have that, we will search for it in everything that cannot give it to us. And so when Brother Collie got up and he talked about having a tent, and that's how he started his church, I'm in my first church, and I'm in a grocery store that we've turned into a church, and he's sitting here talking about he had the sawdust floor, and every Sunday morning he would have to get there an hour. He said he'd get there about 6-something in the morning. He would spray it down with water so the dust wouldn't be that bad. And he said, I would soak it with water, kind of let it miss. He said, so it would dry by the time they got here at 10 o'clock for Sunday school. Amen. And he talked, and all of it, when he said that, I'm sitting here thinking, he survived. He made it through that. I'm sitting there as a young pastor doing the same thing, but I'm not having to wet sawdust. I'm not having to get there at six o'clock and do this. Amen. But I'm telling you right now, there's something about that. And I'm looking at him in that pulpit. And it's almost like I'm sitting under the shade tree of a cedar in Lebanon. What does that mean? God get why does that matter? Because God gets glory out of my life. He saved me. He, he set me free. He rescued me. Now, I want to live a life that he can get glory out of. The picture that has messed me up with this right here, the picture that's messed me up that's in my mind, and, and I, and I want to get a good picture to be able to put up here, is, and I said this in Revival last week at the camp meeting where I was at, Amen. and, and I'm beyond there were several pastors there, and, and they got broken and tore up over this too, and, and man, we, we like this is about as far as I got, because I said, I want to live alive, because I just said this in that, I was teaching and preaching on the offense part, and I said, and I said what I've been preaching to y'all, I'm starting to preach your own being planted. And I said this, I said, I want, to, and this is the way I see it, those big trees in the yard and there's children on the swing underneath it. And I'm sitting there thinking, I want my grandchildren, if the Lord tarries, to find rest, safety, and refuge underneath my tree. 
I said, I want my children to swing underneath me. I want my grandchildren to swing underneath me. Praise God. That's something you don't get to see because it's taken away a lot of the construction and stuff. And we, amen, uh, uh, clear land. You don't understand all of that. But how many knows what I'm talking about? There was some old trees. In there. It's, amen, the whole culture of our world is like almost coming <coughs> against that. Amen. And, and we don't honor that as much or look at that as we much as we and so uh, used to. But when you're looking at a man that's been in ministry all those years, amen, he's saying, you can make it. You can survive. He's also saying, it's going to be okay. This season of your life, it's going to be okay. You need that in your life to say, Lord, I'm not just looking to shout this morning. I'm going to be shouting for the rest of my life. I'm not just looking to be a worshiper in this house today. I want to be a worshiper in this house from time for, for time to come. I, I, I want people to find stability in my life. I mean, I see people all the time, and, and I see myself when I, I lived in such instability and, and such chaos because the enemy had destroyed our home and destroyed our lives, and we were just trying to find ourselves. And Amen. He, he tore all that to shreds. Why does the enemy love that? Why do you think he fights your marriage that part? Because he wants all of that destroyed. Because when it does, amen, it takes children, amen, a while or years to overcome stuff like that. And then you have to start all over. Then they have to become the stability in, in, in that home. Or you listen to me and get married and try, amen. You, 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 you cut that down. You're cutting down all of that. And, and all of us, you can't just look at a small tree that's tender, planted there, and see that or experience that from them because you can't <coughs> it don't have all of that stability it don't have all of that of faithfulness it don't have all of that and so you're having to redo all of that and start all over amen in my home and I remember amen times now I see it in my own life when we have people come and amen all of a sudden there's somebody visit our house or come by our house or be and and, and then they want to come back and all of a sudden I realize one reason why they like coming is because of the safety they feel and this is no reflection on my dad. He's here this morning. My mom's not here, but my dad is here this morning. But it's no reflection on them. But I love to spend a night at my pastor's house. I slept better at his house than I did. And there was something there that I didn't have in my homes. This is before they were saved. And the Lord brought them back to, to, to him. But I, I didn't, it, there was chaos. And so I would love to go there and rest. I'd love to go there and sleep because I found stability there. I felt safe there. It's almost like everything else is on the outside. Amen. And that's the way the people of God are supposed to be. Where you work, you, you come in and out, and you're facing the same stuff they're facing. You got the same struggles they're facing right now financially. You got the same struggles and, and the fear of the future that we're facing. What's going on with Israel? What's happening? What's the end of time? My news feeds are, are, are filled with that on social media. You want to know what's going on? We're going to be preaching on it in the morning. We're going to be talking on this and we're going to be talking on that. And I've been so busy. I haven't got off on that. Amen. And I'm not read much and, 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 and watch much of that. I do because I don't watch any Fox News anymore or any CNN at all. I've never watched CNN, but I sure don't not watching Fox News. And so I have to just read what I read on on Twitter and the news feeds that I get from there but every time I read something I have to go check it because I have no confidence in the media so then I'm trying to make sure that what the media I am reading is telling the truth and they're not voicing one side of the opinion their opinion so I lost confidence in that so I don't read all of that amen and we're living in such chaos and then that's it but oh thanks be to God hallelujah when I come into the house of the Lord and I get in his presence but at the same time when people are walking in your work they look at you and they say man what is it about you that you're not fearful you may be fearful but it's not showing like it is in my life the anxiety's not showing in it like it is in my life. The enemy wants us to be a vagabond. The enemy wants us to be a desert plant. Those rootless, that's not rooted, that blows by the wind. But it's the will of God, praise God, for you to be the planting in the house of the Lord. Durable, stable, majestic. 
incorruptible, long lived, stately, upright, useful, but fruitful. Praise God. Somebody lift your hands in this house and give him glory. I am living for more than the moment. I want fruit from my life. I am telling you right now, what brings me through more than anything in this world, what brings me through more than anything in this world, when the enemy's bombarded my mind and the enemy's bombarded from the outside and the bombardment of the world from the outside, all of the stuff that we fight, the religious systems we fight, Amen. What brings me through more than anything is when I look out to the end of my limbs of my tree and see the fruit that's coming from it. Then I say, that's fruit. If I'm not an apple tree, then how am I producing apples? If I'm not an orange tree, then how am I producing oranges? Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you're able to stand up and say, devil, you are a liar. The enemy doesn't want that in our lives. He wants us to wander from here to there. But you got to learn. That's why a tree's got bark on the outside. It's to make it a little tough. So when the wind comes or the storm comes or they hit me, come on somebody, or a little kid comes by and hits that tree, you can hit it. But unless you got a sharp axe, you're not going to do much damage to it. You're not getting to the tender part because of the bark on the outside. Can you say amen? I want to be that in the house of God. I want to be that in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I'm living for more than myself. And more than this moment. Praise God. Verse number 13. Amen. Anybody amen? say amen to the word of God. Planted in the house of God. They flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Even in a time of technology. Anybody love technology? We like it, don't we? But it ain't dependable. It's like this morning. Everything I've had, all of my notes, all organized over weeks, ready to bring to y'all, gone. I don't know if a little finger of a three-year-old hit it. He likes to mash the buttons. Somewhere it's gone. Everything I had saved here and there, ready to bring. So all this morning, I'm trying to get it all and find it all and go back and hunt it all. Come on, somebody. Then I'm going to go to my history and type it in. I said, I'm going to history and pull history up. I said, because it'll have it all there. Type in the words. This, this, this word, this word, that word. Gone. I don't know what his little finger did. But it's all gone. So all my stuff, so I've had to redo all my scripture, re-hunt all my scripture, re-bring it all. And some of it I don't have, amen, this part, amen. But I had to redo it and just bring it and snapshot it and just hurry it, amen, because I didn't realize what he'd done, amen. Some of those at the house last night saw he reached up and tap it while I'm sitting there. I'm like, and if he can't get his finger on it, he, he reached up with his little toe on his foot. He, he if, if I've got my iPad with that time. He has a train. If I'm sitting there eating, he'll have his train. He's really, me and him's got closer and closer. But he, he brings his train and wants to drive his train track over the keys to the laptop. I'm like, you got a whole house. Why does your train want my keys to my... And I didn't even realize in the midst of all that that somewhere he clicked the right buttons. Because I'm going to tell you right now, y'all love this right here. Y'all know I bring all this in. He is caught up on FSU because he likes the Indian. And somehow now that I saw the Indian, and the Indian was coming out, you know how they come out? And Brother Ladera is loving every minute of this. I sent it to him. He, loved, he said, Daddy, horses. So he thinks he can find the horses on mine. And he'll say, Daddy, horses. And he's got, so we, I've had to watch FSU's Indian running out for days. And he'll go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, 
Amen. <laughs> and that's one reason why he's, he's doing that. Amen. <laughs> but, and I, I'm sitting here trying to do what I got to do on my computer and all of a sudden he's like, Daddy, horses. Oh. Amen. And he loves that. But, amen, I'm saying, baby, I don't have time for that right now. I got to get this. I got to do this. Somewhere he done clicked the right button and raced it all. <laughs> amen. Amen. But, but I want you to understand this morning, planted, rooted, grounded. And I love this. This is where I'm, I want to flourish in the courts of our God. You can't flourish if you're not planted. You can't flourish if you're not planning. So the enemy attacks your planning. He don't want you to have relationships this planet. Some of you that's, you're, you're like me. I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time. Because a lot of my planted people are not in my life anymore. They're in the grave. A lot of my planted people, a lot of my rooted people, a lot of my roots, they're not here. And I don't like it. The ministries, a lot of them that I preached with, sung with, and shouted with, and looked up to, gone. And all of a sudden I realized I'm two years from 50. I'm becoming that. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You, you just relationships that are long that you can pick the phone up and just to hear their voice brings safety to you. But Chuck, I never realized going by my granddaddy's house was more spiritual than I ever dreamed. Because though he was not my spiritual confidant nor my spiritual mentor. To spend 15 minutes in that house, on that porch, brought stability to me. Spending that little time brought stability to me. But I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about, I mean, and it's crazy how life is because you, you get caught up and all of a sudden feel myself. I, I, I just... Here we just recently come up on the four lane and went to turn left to go to their house. But their house is empty. That long lasting friendships and the enemy hates that and he despises that. Was it because my relationship was wonderful with that? No, we had our ups and downs, but it lasted. We overcome, we forgave, we, we let go, we let go. Come on, there's the time he, my granddaddy didn't speak to me for three months because of something I preached. Three months he wouldn't even speak to me. Because I took a stand spiritually on the word of God one time. He, he talked worse to me than I ever seen him talk to my drug addict uncle. He chewed me out worse than he ever did my drug addict uncle. Because of a stand I took socially and spiritually. And as a preacher and a man of God, the man I looked up, I could not bow or compromise what the word of God said to accommodate his culture. So that relationship's not easy. It wasn't, it was perfect. He's gone now. He's gone. This is childhood. It wasn't easy. It wasn't perfect. We all knew that he had a, he smoked a little bit around, not, not in his older age, not when y'all knew him, but this is back in my younger days. He all knew that he had cigarettes that he kept and he would smoke when he went around nobody because he didn't want us to see that. And I come out of the woods hunting and he didn't know I was coming up from behind the house and he was out there on one of his little smokes. <laughs> I loved him so much and honored him so much that I didn't want him to know I caught him. So I, I was 14. I pushed leaves all around so it would rattle the leaves so he would hear me and put his cigarette so I wouldn't catch him and it wouldn't be an awkward moment. Because <laughs> I didn't want to have to face that. You know, I didn't want to face that or embarrass him, you know. 
It wasn't perfect. But the stability. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you the safety of stability and longevity. It is vital. Some of you young people sitting here going, Pastor, I'm talking to all of us because this is what you ought to want. But I'm telling you, I'm talking to my adults, my middle-aged, my elders, and I'm telling you right now, one of the main goals in your life should be, Lord, I want to be planted. I want to be consistent. I don't, wanna, I, don't, I don't want people coming in and seeing me one, one Sunday I'm on fire and the next three Sundays you think I've lost my best friend and I walk in and walk out and you can't get, come on, I, I want to be fruitful. I want to be planted in the house of God. The Bible says planted in the house of God, they're going to what? Flourish. In the courts of our God. And some of you, if not careful, the enemy will begin to bombard your mind and beat you down because maybe you've not felt that way or not, you've not bent that way. But I am come to tell you another thing about this. It don't matter how I feel. Amen. Praise God. I got up this morning and walked out of the house. I got my sweater on. Amen. I love this time of year. I got my sweater on over my shirt. And I, 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 that's my favorite way to dress. And, uh, and, and so I'm excited. And I get out and it's done hot again. And I'm thinking, man, it was cold. I said, I was looking for So I had to go back in and change real quick because I didn't want to preach too much, be too hot. So I went and changed my stuff real fast. Amen. Because the weather done changed. Amen. But, but none of that matters in this life. Today may be hot. Tomorrow may be cold. You know how the weather is here. It's bipolar. Amen. It'll be free. Then it goes back, back and forth, back and forth. You don't get that. Amen. And James is, is picking at me in Iowa because they, they get the full effect of the full seasons there. And then Brother Heath Havard posting about the mountains and seeing all that orange and red. We don't get to see a lot of that here because our, our, our weather is so messed up that our trees don't even get to produce how pretty it is to be in the fall of their lives and so we have to travel to the mountains to see that amen and the beauty of it but what I'm trying to say amen is all of a sudden you realize that none of this on the outside can affect what's going on because the root system is not being affected by the conditions of the outside Praise God. Amen. Praise God. None of this. The storm doesn't matter. The wind doesn't matter. The rain. Amen. Praise God. Because the root system's going deep. And the Bible teaches us that we are planted by the rivers of living water. Our root systems goes deeper than that. Let's look at verse 14. I got to get into them then to show you this. Verse 14, this is why Wednesday nights, amen, teaching, amen, in some ways seem like more effective because you remember it because I don't get this way. I just teach you and show you the word, amen. Growing in grace, everybody shout, I'm growing in grace. They shall steal, everybody shall steal, bring forth fruit in old age. I love this one. They shall be full of sap. I say, man, what's that mean? What's that mean? Spiritual vitality, vigor, vitality, spiritual force. They shall be full of sap and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. Can you shout amen? Say, I want that in my life. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth in their old age. Age is not going to stop that. They shall be full of sap, spiritual vitality, and rich in the virtue of trust and love and contentment. Psalms 104 and 16 says, The tree of the Lord are watered abundantly. The cedars of Lebanon that be planted. Can you shout amen? Am I boring y'all this morning? Love is like a seed. If nourished and taken good care, it grows and flourishes. But if it's neglected, not taken good care of, it stagnates and eventually dies. Psalms 32 and 19 covers, they are planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Let's look at Psalms 32 and 19. Are you with me today? Psalms 32 and 19. Psalms 32 and 19. Amen. Psalms 32 and 19. Praise God. All right. Flourishment. This is what flourishment means. You ready? It is defined to grow luxuriantly. 
luxuriously. It includes thriving amidst adversity. Achieving success. And energizing prosperity. That's what flourish means. To grow luxuriously. Not just grow, but grow extravagantly. It includes thriving amidst adversity. Achieving success and energizing prosperity. Some people consider prosperity as solely relating to visible items, assets they have owned. But the true interpretation is far more pernient than this. It is also incorporates the prolific richness that one can find life. This may include a fruitful relationship with God which can determine and enhance in its essence. However, it should be born in the mind that when we see, we, we, we don't like the word prosperity among the conservatives because the liberals have used that for the wrong terminology, but it is the will of God that I flourish. I'm not just talking about grow. I'm not just talking about bringing a forth a fruit every now and then but I'm talking about flourishing I'm talking about to the point where you you ever seen those fruit trees my aunt used to have those trees she, they would grow so much fruit she'd have to go out there and stick sticks underneath it and boards and two by fours and, and prop the limbs up because it's growing that is the will of God for your life it's not the will of God that we just survive it's the will of God that we flourish that, that is the promise and the inheritance of the saints I wish I could preach to you better today. Amen. We shall flourish. We shall grow luxuriously. Amen. Thriving amidst adversity. That when we're fighting adversity, we grow better than we've ever grown. We bear more fruit than we ever have in the middle of adversity. Amen. Praise God. Achieving success and energizing prosperity. Not, not just prosperity, but energizing prosperity. Amen. Some people consider prosperity you know, the bad thing, but it's the will of God. Promises which specifically indicate that rewards will occur if one follows ungodly principles can never begin. Amen. It's the law of reaping and sowing. We see it in the ungodly. We we see it in the world, but how much more? Amen. If I follow the principles of God, we as a conservative people believe that, preach that, teach that, and keep that in front of our faces and for our children because we want to make sure they don't go to the world and they stick with the word of God. But we fail to look and understand that the same principles, if I follow them in the world that brings forth the bad fruit, is the same principles if I do follow the word of God, brings forth flourishing life, a flourishing Flourishing ability. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I'm loving. I'm just telling somebody that I appreciate what the growth that I'm seeing in them and the flourishing. Last night I mentioned the same person we was talking because they've been a mentor in their life. And we was talking as leaders. Amen. How grateful we are to see the spiritual maturity and, 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 and the steadiness. Amen. That, and what is that? Amen. I'm going to tell you what it is. It ain't happened overnight. But it's been little growing every day of that root system and all of a sudden now you're starting to see the fruit of it come out in their lives that's the will of God is anybody hearing me today not just I'm telling you we're good at it refuge we have a move of God the spirit of God last Sunday night I remember the other Sunday night was a week ago amen or, or no Sunday morning excuse me it was this last Sunday morning we was all together that's what's confused me I remember so I'll be in it was last Sunday morning the presence of God amen the, 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 the freedom of worship the freedom we have that and I'm grateful for it but I'm telling you right now amen when that's not happening when it's just a cool collective Sunday night amen it's just 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 me preaching a few words amen that is what we're looking at in our lives I don't live amen from monkey bar to monkey bar in my life I don't I don't swing from one experience to another I don't jump from one high to another high I want to row my roots so that my high is not in what's going on on the outside but it's coming up through the root system into the trunk into the tree and coming out the limbs of my life oh and the vision is that my grandchildren will sit and swing underneath the shade of my life and eat fruit for days to come Hallelujah. Rich stability. Luxurious. 
flourishing. That is the promise of the saints. That's the promise of the word of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Saint Anoxtus of the lawyer once prayed, Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve. To give and not to count the cost. To fight and not to heed the wounds. To toil and not seek for rest. To labor and not ask for reward. Except to know that I am doing your will. Luke 6, 35 and 36. But love your enemies. Do good to them. Amen. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward be great. Amen. The prosperity theology goes into that. We begin to see the story of Joseph. Did he go through hell? You better believe it. Did, did he fight betrayal? You better believe it. But I don't want you to see, I wanted you to see all the horror of Joseph's life. But God help us refuge. If we see all of that and we don't see the other side of the picture, he made it. Great God of heaven, he made it. Amen. Praise God. And he had a Manasseh and he had an Ephraim. Which means he made me forget all of the toil, all of the anguish, all of the brokenness. Why? The fruit did. What came out of it? Praise God. Quit looking at what you went through and lift your hands and glorify God for what it produced in you. For what it is producing in you. For what it is going to produce in you. Praise God. I fight hell every day, you say. Well, I'm going to tell you, some baby on the other side of this is going to look at you as a warrior. They're going to walk in here and say, dear God, I watched her go through that and she stayed. I watched him go through that and they're still here. I watched them face that, but they made it. Oh, look around this house and point at some people and say, you made it. I saw you. I don't know how it all happened and how you did it, but you did it. And you're still smiling. And you're still worshiping. And you're still praising. And you still got love. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lift your hands all over this house and give him glory. Give him praise. Give him thanksgiving. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. One of the greatest strengths of our lives just left here just a few months ago. Praise God. He was a stability in mine relationship as much as it was hers. But I am telling you, she'd get off the phone or walk in the house and she'd say, Greg, I talked to Daddy today. And Daddy said, God said, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We'll be facing something. And she said, I talked to daddy, I was talking to daddy. Or she'd say, daddy called today. And daddy said, the Lord's kept him up for a few nights now. And he wanted to tell us this. We don't have that anymore. Are you hearing me? That's not there. And I'm telling you, you, amen, you can feel it. But I want to tell you something else. He didn't live like he lived to die and it disappear. He didn't live like he lived for it to die and go away. He didn't live like he lived. When I read this Bible, it was in the 360-something year, the last one I counted, 360-something years after David was dead. 360-something years after he was dead, God said, because of your father, David, I bless you. Because, <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I need some people in this house that I don't even know I've got that, but I'm here. I'm going to tell you what it probably is. Somewhere down your lineage, some great, 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 great grandmother, God said, I'm blessing you right now because of her prayers. I'm blessing you right now because of her faithfulness. Oh, let us be rooted. Oh, let us be grounded. Oh, let us be faithful. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I miss Sister Scaff when her phone come over my phone. She's in her 90s. She'd answer the phone talking in tongues. 
Give us Holy Ghost filled people in this house. You ain't got to be 90 either. You can be 40. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sister Bale had that little house. She's still living over in Omega. She had that little house in her backyard. And that's where she goes to pray. Praise God. Praise God. Woo! Hey, man, she didn't have call waiting. But you called her. She had answered the phone talking in tongues. She'd say, yea, saith God. Thus saith the Lord. And she'd tell you what God said and hung up. Give us elders like that. Hallelujah. Give us elders like that. Get your eyes off of the surroundings. Let your root system go deep. Praise God. Oh, is there anybody wants to be a sister scaff in this house? Is there any young ladies that say, I'll pay the price and be a sister scaff? Because you know what it was? This was her four and a half weeks of revival. She'd get there an hour and a half early. She'd be talking in tongues. You'd see her in the window. I know it never seat in this house. I know it never seat. There's a couple in this house. Amen. That's done that a few times. Amen. And I'm not going to call them out. Amen. Because I, it's, I, I don't know if they would want me to or not. But amen, they didn't do it for show. But somebody saw them coming in and anointing every chair in this house. Praying over this house. That's, that, that's, that's, that's Sister Scaff anointing. Praise God. Not Sister Scaff's anointing, but the anointing that came on her. Amen. She'd pray over the whole house. I'd get, I, I, I was preaching revival in Connorsville, Indiana. And I'd be in the vengeance room. And I'd come out to get something out of the car, do something. She'd be out there an hour and a half early. We had church to midnight. Never ever night, they had Pizza King. We'd go to Pizza King. At the church. Amen. Sister Scaff was in the spirit when she got there. She was in the spirit when it was over. And she'd be sitting there in her seat still talking in tongues. And then you'd go, we'd go to Pizza King and eat. And we'd come back to the fellowship hall. And she'd still be sitting in her car out there. Talking in the heavenly language. A widow. Whoo. She looked at me. She said, Brother Greg. She said, my mama. Tried to get me to marry. I said, we have a, an exchange student. He was the prince of his country. His daddy was the, the king or whatever it was. She said he was in our school system, and he thought I was pretty. She said, my mama got happy. My mama said to her name, she said, you need to, you need to marry that boy. She said, she tried to get me to marry him. She said, but I didn't like him or love him. She said, I love different. And she said, I finally told my mama I'd rather live in a cardboard box in the woods with Tilford than to live in a palace in another country with that prince. <laughs> Woo! She is in her 90s. Tilford, he's he'd been gone so long I didn't meet him. Praise God. <laughs> and I knew her 20-something years. Praise God. He done been gone so long. She said, these women around here try to get me to fall in love. Praise God. With somebody else. She said, but I'm going to tell you. Amen. This is her now. Don't fall out with me. She said, she said, you can't love but one man in a lifetime. That was her words. She said, you can't love but one man in a lifetime. She said, just, just ain't nobody compared to Tilford, Brother Greg. And she said, I'm just going to stay with the Lord. Praise God. She got sickly. And then she would be praying, talking to me. She'd start talking in tongues. And then she'd be in English too, but she was being in the spirit still. And she'd say, heal in my time, in my time, in my time. I'm going to heal in my time. In my time, I'll heal in my time. In my time, I'll heal in my time. Woo! Praise God. And when she'd call me, she'd be talking in tongues. And she'd say, yea, saith God, I've seen thee. Blah, 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 blah. And then hang the phone up. Never even talk, talk to me in English. Praise God. Hallelujah. The last year or two, she'd be healing my time. My time, I'll heal in my time. And I'm going to tell you on that morning, he did heal in his time. He healed in the heavenly time. Oh, do I miss that? But I want to tell you something. I found shade tree under that cedar. Praise. God, I found safety under that tree. Amen. When they called me, praise God, and said she wants you to preach her funeral, she's got a box. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. She gave me a box of tapes that are some of the most treasured preaching you ever heard in your life. And that's all she would listen to over and over. But in that, her little treasure box was about 20 of mine. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They said these are her most treasured tapes. And I got it, but I got it. I thought, God, why am I in here? Praise God. But the fact that I don't say love to listen to me, amen, gave me encouragement as well. But I want to tell you, the enemy don't want that in our lives. He don't want us to be planted. He don't want us to be rooted. He don't want us to be cedars in Lebanon. But I'm going to lift your hands in this house and say, I want to flourish. I want to survive. But more than anything in this world, come on, Suzanne, I want to flourish. Praise God. Give me, or is that not working, Dylan? Ezekiel 47 and 12. Amen. It can only be reached. Flourishment is, is, is in built from the root system, but remains dormant sometime in every human being until you get to the right source. Are you with me? Is this, in the, is this amplified? And on the banks of the river. On both its sides, there shall grow all kinds of trees for food. <laughs> Their leaf shall not fade. God, help me. Right, won't you go home and study this week? And I, folks, I got, I got, I, got I, I had almost 90 scriptures on this. But a little three-year-old finger deleted them all. So go home and look them up, because I ain't got, I wasn't able to get back, but about a, a handful of them before I got up here this morning, when I realized somewhere he didn't click the button. Praise God. This is one of them. They shall grow all the kind. But I'm going to tell you something. I didn't have this one. I had about 90, but I didn't have this one. So since he deleted, I got this one. And I like this one, too. Praise God. Say it with me. On the banks of the river. On the banks of where? you got to know where you're planted. Praise God, where the river's flowing out of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I ain't got to be as long as I'm rooted in Christ. Amen. He's planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. On the banks of the river on both sides, there shall grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaf shall not fade Nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. There's a demand. Sister Brenda, I know there's weeks you feel like you're not put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to tell you as your pastor. Seeing you come in every week after week is a encouragement I know you ain't at your best I know you ain't at your highest but I've seen you in your storm and I've seen you in your dilemma and I've seen you in your battle and I've seen you on this side but the fact you keep you keep putting yourself by the rivers praise God hallelujah Struggling, battling, not understanding God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Not understanding, and every bit of it, every bit of the feelings is okay. Praise God. But I'm telling you, the fact that you've walked in here some Sundays when we know that you could have just stayed in bed and kept the covers over your head and not even faced the sunlight. The fact you walk in here to this pastor is a fruit on demand. Let <laughs> me let her know how much of an encouragement just the fact that she walked in this house is to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Christy, you ain't been at your highest fact your little hands get raised and worship still every Sunday knowing what you face 
And I know you don't see social media like we do. Because you don't want to see it. But I want you to know, little lady. You are a cedar in Lebanon to this preacher. You are a cedar in Lebanon to this church. Come on, let this church. Come on, church. Let her know. You've not grown cold. You've not grown bitter. You've not grown hard. <laughs> You're still tender. Come on, folks. <laughs> we eat from your fruit. Praise God. We eat from your tree. When you don't even know it, praise God. Somebody lift your hands all over this house and give him glory. I could go on and on and on and on and on, but your fruit shall not fail. Shall not fail. Come on, let's stand all over this house and lift our hands toward heaven and give him glory. You've seen a little bit of it, but you've not seen the gist of it, I can promise you. I don't even get to see the gist of it as close as we live. I see a lot, but not the gist of it because it's just who she is as a person. But let's let that woman of God know how grateful we are for the fruit that she has shown during this time of storm and heartache. My little wife, come on, let her know how grateful we are. don't get to see behind the scene little weakness peek out sometimes but she don't let it show even with me as, as powerful and as great and as faithful she is as a husband my heart is like she she's just said, Greg, I just thought that the Lord would do like he did with you, with granddaddy. And the Lord would just let me have just a little time. She said, and sometimes I don't understand why. I said, baby, that's okay. And I don't understand that either. But the fruit. Hallelujah. The fruit. Your fruit. Somebody lift your hands and say, I want fruit that don't fail to meet the demand. Let's just let everybody know how grateful we are for their life and their... You want to read it with me so we close? You ready? On the banks. Everybody shout on the banks. Somebody say, I want to be planted by the river. My root system going to go. Dalton right now has got a picture. Sister Von said, she's got a picture. And it shows Israel from satellite view. Desert all around. But it shows that river. And beside that river on both sides, it's green. Because the roots are going to that water. In Israel. Let's read it together. On the banks. Everybody shout on the banks of the river. Come on, stand out here with y'all and read it. This is ours. You ready? On the banks of the river, on both its sides, there shall grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves shall not fade, nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. Each tree shall bring forth new fruit every month. <laughs> You just stop there and lift your hand and say, yes, Lord, every month. These supernatural qualities being because their waters came from out of the sanctuary. And their fruit shall be for food and their leaves for healing. Say yes.
Yes, Lord. You young people are to come up here in the middle of all this and say, God, you're talking to me. I want to start right now. I want to be fruit. You young boys want a girlfriend? You want a woman? Do you want a girl or do you want a woman of God? You listen to me right now. You need to say, Lord, I want to be a rock they can lean on and not a hole they fall into. I want to be a man of God and a young man that they feel safe around. Come on, if you ain't got a mom and daddy raising you, amen, start raising yourself and say, I want to be raised like a gentleman and a king and a prince that parents would feel safe for their daughter to be around me. And not afraid for their daughter to be around me. Come on, lift your hands all over this house if you got a boy child. And say, God, I want to raise a young man, a grandson, that, that parents, that a mom and a dad would feel safe for their daughter to be around. You young ladies are to lift your hands and say, I don't want to be a hole he'll fall into. I want to be a rock. You listen to me right now. I'm going to tell you, every good boy, every good man, if you are a, a danger to him and he is seeking God and you are a hole that he'll fall into, he will have to protect himself from you. And if you are an unstable Come on, somebody. And he puts his hand on the same way for you, boys. You are unstable. A good girl's going to have to go. She's going to have to seek God for something because she don't want somebody she's going to fall into. She needs somebody she can lean on. She needs somebody she can depend on. He needs somebody he can lean and depend on. I'm not getting off on all that to mess up the service, but you need to come and say, Lord, I want to be like that in the house of God. I want to be a young lady that his parents would be safe and feel safe for him talking to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a young boy that if they if if, if, if talk to me, they're afraid I'm going to fall for them in one day. I do, amen. I want to be safe that I can have social friendships that I'm not worried about falling over each other. Come on, somebody. I need elders that'll lift your hands and say, I want that in my life. I want my children, I want my grandchildren to eat and feel safe. You know what Sister Corey said the other day? The, the cedars of Lebanon, their chips, the, the, the wood, the scent of the cedars are a natural snake repellent. It repels snakes. Snakes will not gather at the trunk of a cedar of Lebanon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, lift your hands all over this house and say, I want to live a life that snakes can't rest at the foot of my tree. And my children are saved. My grandness come. Let's come all over this house. Praise God. I'm seven minutes over. Come on. Lift your hands and give him glory.